Good morning and welcome to Empowering Family Caregiver Show on Block Talk Radio. I'm Meghna Giridhar, your host for today's show, sponsored by eCareDiary.com. Today, we will talk about artificial intelligence and how it can ease care management in the near future. Our guest today is Anthony Jones, founder and CEO of Frontive, a health IT company that uses artificial intelligence to create smart personal health assistance. This helps patients and caregivers manage complex care situations. He's also co-author of Healthcare Napkin series on SlideShare that has garnered over 1.5 million downloads to date. Anthony, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you for having me. I would like to dive in by getting straight to your thoughts on tips to kind of help caregivers manage their loved ones' care. You know, as we were just talking before the show started, there are a lot, many more changes on the technological front. Um, what are your tips when it comes to this, you know, this kind of complex system that we have to now learn and relearn? Sure. I, I think you, it's a really important question, and I, we get asked that a lot. And what we tell everybody first is step back a, a, a away from the technology and just think about some core principles. And the first one is really just be organized. Uh, when you're really trying to manage a, a complex situation, uh, organization is probably the most important thing. And that doesn't have to be a technology solution. Sometimes paper is, is still a very effective way to, to stay organized. But what is key is that you pick something. Pick something that works for your situation to help you stay organized. Uh, the second thing is be proactive. Uh, and this is true whether you're dealing with the hospital, the doctor, the insurance company, or your loved one. Uh, you as the caregiver often have to be the one to, to be proactive and ask the uncomfortable question or not take something at face value. So you have to get comfortable with that role of don't make too many assumptions, ask the questions, get the information, do it early, do it often. And then I think a little more relevant to the technology part is be selective. Uh, don't try to boil the ocean and don't assume that just because it's technical, it's better. Uh, pick the areas where you have a, a distinct need and then look at where technology can help bridge that gap and then pick the thing that works for your situation. Uh, what works for one other person uh, may not work for you and vice versa. So it's very important to really understand your situation and be selective on where can, techno where can technology really fill in and close a gap uh, for you. So when it comes to, you know, there's a whole array of different kinds of technology, smart devices, and, you know, other such things. What kind of or what are the different types of technologies that you think would be a good fit for seniors and caregivers when it comes to care management right now? Sure. I, I think the first thing when you start looking at the world of technology, and we all know this with the technologies that we buy for ourselves, uh, regardless of whether we're buying it for somebody else or not, uh, it can be overwhelming. And uh, the first thing to start with is acknowledge the fact that seniors are not a monolithic group. So just because the, the senior, the loved one you're dealing with, 
may have a particular problem or issue uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's true for, for somebody else and vice versa. Uh, so again, you have to figure out what, what is true for your situation. Uh, with that being said, I, I sort of break the technology world up into a handful of, of uh, segments. The first one is just kind of your foundational segment. And I think that's where you really want to look at uh, kind of your connectivity communications basics. So this is Wi-Fi and a smartphone for, for you know, without trying to, to be obtuse. <laughs> um, I think it's really mm -hmm. important in this day and age that you have Wi-Fi connectivity and a smartphone. It doesn't have to be the most expensive smartphone, but some smartphone that allows you to now take advantage of a lot of the other technologies that are out there, whether that be an app, whether it be you know, a camera, whether it's a voice assistant. But if you get the Wi-Fi and a smartphone, it really opens up the world of technology to you. With that in mind, the other areas that, to, that you can really think about is you know, organizational tools, memory aids, and then physical aids. And I'll go in, in, into those in a little more detail. There are a lot of things that fall into the just help me get better organized category, and that may be uh, you know, a diary. It may be something that um, allows you to just input information or get information a certain way or see it a certain way, uh, or it could be something as simple as a to-do app where you can just put things in and then you just know at a certain time, these are things I have to get done, so a simple checklist. Uh, I would also put pill sorters and dispensers and things like that into this category. Just how do I get better organized so I don't have to, to think through the situation on a recurring basis? Um, that doesn't have to be a high-tech solution, but it may be. So recognize there are very, very simple solutions in that category, and there are some that are much more high-tech where you've got connected pill bottles that – beep and squeal when you're supposed to open them and they know if they haven't been open, they connect to an app and the app connects to a caregiver because it's now connected to a cloud. So you can get very, very complex solutions, uh, which may be needed, but may not be necessary. Uh, the other category that I mentioned is memory aids. Again, not everybody has a problem with memory. So recognize if that is an issue you are dealing with, uh, either for yourself or for the loved one or both, you will find different solutions that are different reminders, things that have visual audio alerts, uh, because that is the fundamental issue you're dealing with, which is the person is forgetting to do something important. And then I think the last category is the, the physical aid part. And we don't often think about that as, as technology so much. We'll think about a you know, a better can opener for somebody who struggles or one of those devices to help you pick up things because you have arthritis or you can't bend over. But technology actually can have a very big role on the physical side. When you think about, say, the combination of a voice assistant with lighting, so the ability to turn off, turn on lights, or turn off a television that you forgot to turn off just by saying to a voice assistant, turn on that light or turn off that television. We often don't think about that as a physical aid, but if you've got somebody who has mobility issues 
or they're living in a house where you know the bedroom's on the second floor, but they're often down on the first floor, and if they forget something in the bedroom, they don't want to go back up the steps because it's painful or difficult or dangerous. Using that kind of virtual technology where you can do things in a different room just by verbalizing it where you are can often save somebody a trip uh, and potentially reduce the risk of, of an, an incident. So there are a lot of different ways to divide up the technology world, but that's one we use because it's really focused on what is the problem that you're really trying to solve and then work from there back to the technology uh, as opposed to saying, I'm going to go get a technology and then figure out what I can use it for. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for confirming that because I feel we all fall into this trap where, you know, exactly as you explained, um, it's you don't know what to do with it because you haven't figured out what the problem is as yet. So how does AI play a role in this? How do you think it's going to improve senior care? Yeah, I, I think the, the interesting thing with AI is it, it's very easy to get caught up in the the media hype around AI. We hear about it. I, you know, there's a news report or something that comes out about how, how AI is going to change the world in everything we do, and and maybe it will, but you know, I, I think it's very important to to t- again take a step back and think about your situation. Uh, for this topic that we're talking about, where, where we think AI plays the biggest role is in personalization. And what I mean by that is, uh, I, I'm reminded of the, the quote that, uh, from Samuel Clemens when he, he talks about, uh, I apologize for writing a long letter, but I didn't have time to write a shorter one. <laughs> we, we often forget that, that, that brevity is so much harder than volume. It's easy to dump lots and lots of information on people and say, I've, I have done my job. I have given them everything they need to know. But the real challenge is how do I give them what they need to know that's most important in that moment? And that's where I think AI in healthcare really has the, the ability to be a game changer is in taking the volume of information and then combining that with what we know about that person's situation, whether that's the medications they're taking, the conditions they have, uh, the the most recent lab values, uh, personality traits, preferences, and taking all that and applying it to the volume of information that we, we, we have and saying, okay, for this patient at this time, what is the most important thing for them to do? And so we, we really think of it as AI is a great tool for taking what is already known and now taking, taking all that information and identifying the things that are most relevant for each individual. And if you can do that, you increase the likelihood that the person will actually do those things. And if they do those things, you increase the likelihood that they'll have a better outcome. I see. Now, you know, it's it's one thing to for us as caregivers to be trained, um, you know, trained to get used to and get comfortable with, with 
these devices, which seem to be the wave of the future. Um, seniors have a little, it's a little more challenging for, for, you know, for that audience. What would you suggest is a good way to help empower them to be engaged in their own health when it comes to decisions or, you know, even the day-to-day -day management? You know, it's interesting because we, we sort of approach this with, with the same assumption uh, that you just said, that, you know, seniors, we, we have, mm -hmm. I think, this learning behavior that seniors struggle with technology. Uh, I can mm -hmm. certainly say in the, in the early stages of what we've been doing, uh, we've been pleasantly surprised that that has not really been as big an issue as we thought. Uh, you know, clearly there, there are some learning curves uh, I won't even call them issues, but we mm -hmm. have found seniors to be very willing and able to adopt new technologies uh, with with less help than than you might assume. But with that being said, I, I think again the mistake that often gets made by companies pushing technology out into the market is what we talked about earlier. Uh, we push technologies out there without really knowing what problem we're trying to solve. And so it's sort of like, here's a great technology, and because it has a blinking light on it, or because it's virtual, or because it connects to an app, it by definition must be better. And the reality is you've got to identify, you know, what are the problems I'm really trying to solve? And if the solution you identify or that you, you purchase or, or acquire can really help solve that problem, you've now delivered value for that person, and now they are incentivized to, to learn how to use it, as opposed to here's something I think that might be useful. Why don't you invest some time in learning how to use it? If it's not really helping you do something that's meaningful to you, you're probably not going to learn it. So I think the most important thing is to really identify, again, where are the needs and does this particular technology help with something that is meaningful to that person. And if it does, uh, they will invest the time and energy to, to learn it. And they may not become expert at it, but they'll learn it enough um, that, that it's helpful. Uh, you can kind of think of this the way people use uh, an iPad. A lot of parents are FaceTime. Uh, you know, grandparents mm -hmm. will use this because they want to talk to their grandchildren. Well, they learn how to use that technology because talking to their grandchild was very important to them. And I think that is a very simple mm -hmm. principle that we just need to remember. Thank you so much, Anthony. This has been very enlightening. And, you know, I'm glad um, we've touched upon this topic now when AI seems to be at the forefront of all kinds of um, changes and updates to systems and, most importantly, care management systems. Um, I would love to direct our listeners to your website, frontive.com, F-R-O-N-T-I-V-E, for more resources and information and updates on where this whole thing is going to take us. Um, I'd like to thank our audience for tuning in today. To learn more about eCare Diary and our upcoming shows, visit our website, eCareDiary.com. Registration is free and gives you immediate access to your personal Care Diary tool. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. My Twitter address is ecare underscore diary. Thank you once again, Anthony. Have a wonderful rest of your day. My pleasure.